Welcome to the Writer's Way podcast, where we celebrate writers who have completed their books and inspire writers who haven't. Join Lori and her guests as they talk about writing, books, and life in between chapters. Sponsored by the I Can Handle It, I'm the Dad t-shirt. Find it at LoriWriter.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Writer's Way podcast. I am here with Mike Suarez. Hi, Mike. Thank you for doing this with me. Hi, Lori. Thanks for having me. Um, Let's start off with your background. So, like, what do you do when you're not authoring? All right. Well, I guess to start, I'm a software developer uh, by trade. Uh, I lead uh, software development teams for a consulting company. Um, So I did all the writing kind of uh, on my own time on train rides to and from the office uh, at night during uh, rare times where everybody was asleep but me. Um, And, uh, you know, outside of that, um, I'm also a father of uh, two, two kids, Maggie and Andrew. Um, a husband to my wife, Leah, and I've got a dog and two cats. And as it turns out, all, all of those uh, people and animals are actually, uh, can be seen in my book. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I ended up doing that too. I had to name the dog after my dog. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have one book out? So yep. Uh, just to release my first book just uh, in, in December. So it's been out for about a month now. Um, and this is my, my first ever book. Um, it's called Year One with Type 1, A True Story of a Boy with Type 1 Diabetes. Uh-huh. Um, it's based on my son, Andrew. Okay. And so that was your motivation behind writing it? Yeah. I mean, I was motivated by a few things. I mean, uh, you know, wanting to get um, a book with, you know, with my son for my son, I thought would be cool for him to kind of, uh, you know, recap the events of the last year, um, have some way of, of, of giving him a way to remember it because uh, he is young. He is on the, on the young side for being diagnosed. So uh, being able to recall it, not just, you know, all of the technical stuff, but, the, you know, the fun things that were worth remembering as well. Um, but also figured that, uh, you know, this could be a good thing for the community. Um, there aren't really a whole lot of books around type 1 diabetes for kids his age. Yeah. Uh, generally, kids are diagnosed um, I shouldn't say kids are diagnosed because you can be diagnosed really at any age, but generally uh, in like the preteen years is when they're diagnosed. So maybe a little bit outside of where they're still reading, you know, picture books uh, yeah. before bed every night. So as a result, I don't think there's a whole lot out there. So I figured, you know, I could just throw, throw one more in the mix and uh, hopefully yeah. reach other families that are going through the same thing or recently diagnosed or, and things mm-hmm. like that. It would be a great, great resource because that's what people do any sort of new life event, right? They Google it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking for help yeah. books for sure. Yeah. And you know, that's what we did. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure there's other people, uh, you know, looking to do the same and not just looking for books for themselves, but um, for their f- friends and family and classmates. Uh, I know that for a while I was looking for a good book to send my sister uh, so that she could read it to her similar age kids, uh, you know, Andrew's cousins. Yeah. Um, and I was looking for a good book to bring to school um, and while there are a couple, uh, you know, good, good books out there, you know, the, I, I, I really wanted one that uh, really spoke to me. And so I, I, I went out and made my own. So. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I love that. I just went out <laughs> and made my own. Yep. And how long did the process take? So you decided to do this. How yep. long? Published last month. So about how long did it take? Um, you know, it took about 
two months, probably all said and done. Um, you know, it, it kind of just started as a, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I did this? And I just started penning some notes on my iPhone, on the notes app on my iPhone, uh, trying to come up with some good, uh, clever rhymes to describe what he went through and in, in the process, kind of thinking of what the pictures might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just kind of, uh, on a whim that I did it, but, um, you know, I got to a certain point where I had enough lines and I felt like, Hey, there's actually something to this. Um, I should go seek out an illustrator, um, and, you know, learn a little bit about how books are made. Um, I think nowadays with uh, the internet and with printing on demand, uh, you know, these things are made very it, they make it very easy for you and they make it very accessible um, where there's really not much um, risk up front outside of the cost of, you know, paying an illustrator, paying for copyright, paying for editing. But these are all things that you can figure out how to do on a budget. So um, yeah, once I kind of figured all that out, you know, I just kind of, I just kind of kept going along with it. And uh, from the time that I kind of probably wrote my first note, till I actually hit the publish button on um, the uh, KDP platform. It was probably about two months altogether. Wow. I think that's the fastest I've heard. Yeah. So well, that's good though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I the, the thing is, it, it sounds fast, I guess, uh, when, when I think about it, but you know, it was also when I'm into a project, it's just kind of all I think about, uh, you know, that goes for work, you know, renovation projects in the house. And, um, even though, you know, I, I have a full-time job and I have a, you know, a family to, to uh, take care of, um, you know, the, the, the words of the book were just constantly cycling in my head. Um, you know, I would be sitting on the, my ride-on lawnmower picking up leaves and I might have repeated the words in my head 10, 20 times just while I was riding there. And there would be times where I'd have to kind of stop the lawnmower, hop off, pick up my phone and just make the change right there so I wouldn't forget it. So it, it was it was it was two months, but it was a very, you know, intense two months. Uh there were nights <clears throat> my wife would go to sleep, I'd be up till one in the morning and she'd kind of be like, What are you working on? Because that that's the other thing too, is I, I wanted to do this in secret. I wanted to um present my family with a finished product and surprise them with it. So it not only you know, there was not only the challenge of finding the time to do it, but finding the time to do it um, in such a way that I didn't let on that I was, uh, you know, yeah. doing this. So. so how did you, um, surprise them with it? So I, I, uh, basically the, the goal was that I would have a printed draft in front of me mm-hmm. and that I would present it to my wife and son, um, and, and read it to them and, and like kind of let them figure out over the course of me reading it, that, that it was a book about Andrew and a book about our family. Um, but just with the uh, delays and when you order drafts from KDP, it just kept getting delayed and delayed. And, uh, you know, I had a a timeline in mind. I wanted to release it in time for Christmas and things like that, Mm -hmm. that at some point I just, uh, while I was still waiting for it to be delivered, pulled out my laptop and I had, um, I I waited for my daughter to to nap just because sometimes with with everybody, she's, uh, she'd be running around. I wanted their full attention. So I had my, my wife sitting to my right, my son sitting to my left, and I just said, hey, um, I'm going to read this, this book I found online. It's pretty cool. Um, didn't like set it up any sort of way. I, I let them figure it out. Uh, and I, but I said, you know, um, 
don't say anything until the very end because you might have some comments throughout. And uh, so, uh, you know, the, the thing is, is it's very obvious by the time you get to the second page because I set the illustrator, I sent him pictures of the rooms in my house. So it's very obvious when you look at the pictures that this is our house. So by the second page, I mean, my wife was like, oh, gee, funny uh, how that picture looks kind of like our house and, you know, things like that. Uh, my son, you know, being just a little guy, I don't think he, uh, he was as perceptive, uh, you know, figuring that out. But he definitely liked it because uh, when I was done reading the book, uh, he pointed to my computer and he was like, you have to get that. You have to buy that book. <laughs> Don't worry. There's probably going to be 20 copies in our house next week. So you'll have plenty to pick from. But. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Good for you. That yeah, made me tear up a little bit. Did your wife cry when she realized? Um, she's not one, she's not one to cry. Uh, I was just happy that she, she was, uh, you know, that she liked it enough to let me, uh, release it into the world. Uh, you know, that was part of my other motivation for, for waiting until it was in, uh, a, a perfect state. Cause you know, um, she's the type that if, you know, if, if I try to leave a house with a shirt that, you know, used to be a, a, a nice fitting, uh, <laughs> new, new looking shirt, but it's now, you know, faded or stretched from being washed a bunch of times, you know, she'll make me go back upstairs and, and, and change it. So okay. uh, the fact that, uh, you know, she, you know, allowed me to, to release this to all of her friends and family. And I mean, she even said afterwards, she was like, you know, that, that just goes to show how much I, I like the book because otherwise I might've uh, had you go back and change <laughs> some things. So, right. So. And how has it been received? Oh, it's been received very well. I mean, it's, yeah. and, and that was kind of, you know, one of my insecurities before I released it was, are, are people going to think this is lame? And furthermore, are they going to, not want to tell me it's lame just because of the uh, sensitive subject matter. And, and I think that my mindset was that way because I had just gone through so many rounds of um, editing and beta readers mm -hmm. and, you know, beta readers, their job is to point out the mistakes and, you know, it, after doing 20 rounds of it or so, it, it, it wears on you. You, you really, uh, it brings out those insecurities, which is a good thing because it allows you to fix them, yeah. but you're still kind of like, you know, is this as good as I think it is or, is it not so good? But then once I finally released it, um, you know, the, the, the feedback has been overwhelmingly uh, good. Um, and, you know, not just from friends and family, but from people in the T1D community. I put this out there on a lot of Facebook groups. And, uh, you know, one of the things I didn't get from, from uh, the beta readers, while all the beta readers were, you know, um, fellow writers, none of the beta readers were, you know, medically trained. They, they, they didn't, they don't have family and friends that live through this. Yes. So they couldn't really comment on that stuff. Yeah. So. And then, um, so once it was into the T1D um, community, do they have good things? Like you really captured the feelings and the process. And the yeah. I, I was really pleased with the feedback that I got. Uh, you know, there were, there were parents saying, you know, I read this and, and thought uh, this could have been about my kid. There were people that said that, you know, people telling me that they, you know, teared up as, as they read it, which, you know, not that I want to make anyone cry, but, you know, oh, but it, you it's nice, it's well. nice that it could bring out that emotion. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it, I got uh, actually a couple people that uh, live in Massachusetts because um, that, that's where I'm from. And there are very specific scenes from Boston Children's Hospital in here. 
um, there, there was uh, one father who said, you know, that uh, him and his son had spent hours on those same stairs, running up and down those same stairs that make the musical sounds. Um, so that was that was cool to hear that I had reached somebody, um, especially when these Facebook groups are on a on a global level. Yeah. Um, so it was it was really good, and especially because you know one of my there were many challenges in writing this and and, and getting it to rhyme, being accessible to children, uh, being you know as medically accurate as somebody who's not medically trained can be. But probably the biggest concern I had, uh, the biggest challenge in, in the writing, was I wanted to give um, due credit to the people that that you know, live this. Um, I didn't want to make it seem like it was easy. I didn't want to make it so fun that it seemed easy, but I also didn't want to make it uh, seem so hard that it's impossible. I want people to walk away from this feeling like, yes, it's, I've got a challenge in front of me, but it's doable. And it was a, a hard line to walk. Um, so, you know, I, I, I was very pleased when all of the feedback I got was that I, I really captured what it's like to live with T1D, but also that the overall message was, you know, um, positive and inspiring. And that's exactly what I go, what was going for. So to hear it, uh, you know, told to me in those terms was very, uh, very satisfying. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Okay. So let's talk technically just a little bit for people watching who say, okay, but how did you find the illustrator? How sure. did you find one that could get it done in two months? Yeah, so, so um, you know, just um, doing little side projects and software development and stuff, I, I had realized that there's this website called Fiverr, which for anybody who's unaware of it, it's a website where you could basically pay anybody um, to do, you know, anything within reason that, that somebody on the internet would be willing to get paid for, um, and, uh, you know, legal, I should say. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, I'm know, only giggling. Yeah. But, uh, but basically, and I think it started because when the website was first launched, all the gigs were $5. Uh, they've since expanded it to, you know, give the, the sellers a little bit more credit. Um, so, uh, I think that's where the name fiber comes from, but, um, you can go there and you could find, you know, if you wanted, uh, to record somebody singing happy birthday in a celebrity's voice or something stupid like that. You know, you could pay somebody five bucks to do it really anything you could think of. Yeah. So I, f I figured there must be people out there um, willing to draw uh, pictures, book, picture books. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I, there was a, a, a brief moment where I considered doing it myself. And then I, I pulled out a pencil and paper and just the number of times I was erasing, I was like, I just don't have the time. Somebody else out there can definitely do a better job. Mm -hmm. and do it quicker and do yeah. it cheaper. So what, yeah. why put myself through this? It's uh, the writing that I really want um, the control over. So, you know, looking through these gigs, they, they, they vary in price. Um, obviously I'm on a budget, you know, I'm not trying to break the bank. I'm not looking for a huge return on my investment. This is a very thin market that my book appeals to. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's not going to be the next little blue truck because they're just, you know, um, not that many kids with diabetes and, you know, yeah. knock on wood, hopefully there are never that many. So, um, so, so yeah, so I went on Fiverr, I looked up many illustrators. Um, I saw a few that I liked and I figured, you know, um, why don't I just order the, you know, the cheapest gig that they offer and, and find, uh, you know, four or five of them that, that I like and give them, you know, the, the all the same picture each. And then when they come back, hopefully one will emerge as the clear winner. 
And that's exactly what happened. Um, I found Olsi Tola, who, uh, you know, just blew me away. I, I remember the other thing is a lot of these illustrators, they're, they're overseas. So I think uh, I got the beep at like three in the morning. My phone went off that I gotten it and I picked it up and I was like, did a double take because I couldn't believe how much uh, it was the picture of Andrew um, at the sink in, in the bathroom. I was like, that's my bathroom. Exactly. And, uh, you know, the instruction was, uh, I want a, I want a boy who's like the thirstiest boy ever, like, you know, just uh, at the sink trying to chug down glasses of water and uh, he, he nailed it. So cool and he just he was fast yeah he was fast I mean they all got back to me fast um so you know and and I think that you, you know the fact that I mentioned you know that this is just one image potentially of many um because uh, I've got a whole book that I'm writing yeah. um kind of you know um incentivizes them to, to to put their best foot forward and say you know I want this job and uh yeah. You know, working with Olsi was was really uh, a pleasure. You know, because um, I had very specific things in mind that I wanted to 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 draw, and he, uh, you know, he took my direction very well. But he also brought his own ideas, and I think the the end result was was really uh, uh, better than I, I I even imagined it would be. Oh, that's 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 what you want. That's the ideal, yep. right? <laughs> yep. uh, you mentioned beta readers, so for somebody watching or listening that doesn't know what that is. Can you tell us what that is and how you found them? Yeah, sure. So um, my, so a beta reader is, uh, I guess it's familiar to me because I'm used to beta testers in the software world, but for somebody that doesn't know, you know, the term beta, it's basically somebody who's going to, you know, test drive something. So uh, in the software world, you might have uh beta testers going into your software and looking for holes, looking for bugs. Um, in the world of, of writing, beta readers are going to read your work and they're going to comment on it. They're going to they're gonna critique the writing. They're going to critique the story, um, e everything. So, um, you know, it's, it's something that it's, it's, it's a challenge to open yourself up to criticism. Um, it's uh, probably one of the more important things that I've learned uh, throughout this process is how to, uh, accept and encourage criticism on yourself but um but it's necessary because i look at uh where the where it started before i had shown it to a single soul to where it had finished yeah. and it's night and day there, there's just you know there were so many things pointed out that i definitely needed to fix that i that i wouldn't have recognized without the help of, of beta readers so so that's your first question i think what what are what is a beta reader yeah. so that's that and then where do you find them well i was already kind of into the fiber world just uh having um found my illustrator so that was where i first went and i i, I probably hired about four of them for you know five bucks each and they all gave great feedback but then i realized like you know um i get a couple little suggestions here a couple little suggestions there i don't want to break the bank doing this, there's got to be uh, another way. So that's when I joined um, the Facebook group, the, the one that, that we're both on. Um, and, uh, and I don't know if I asked a question or if I saw somebody else ask the question, but uh, someone had suggested another Facebook group for, um, it, it's called like Kidlit Manuscript. I don't know the exact name offhand, but uh, it's a place where uh, writers can go and basically you give them your story and they give you theirs. So, you know, it, it kind of, you know, they can be as mean as they want. And, and because, uh, you know, they've got your work in their, in, in your, your hands, you know, they've got their work in your hands. So, yeah, um, 
you know, you, you can, you can trade, uh, you know, you can trade criticisms, but, uh, you know, the nice thing about it, as opposed to going to, you know, family and friends for that type of stuff is, um, you know, they're going to read it. They're going to comment. There's going to be things that you agree with. There's going to be things that you're like blown away. Like, why didn't I pick of that? What, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. There's going to be things like, okay, that's a pretty good idea. There's going to be things that you're kind of like, eh, that's kind of iffy. And then there's going to be like the aggravating things. But the nice thing is, is there's no follow-up. Like they send you the, they send you the uh, write-up yeah. and then you, you know, you, you more or less, uh, you don't have, to, they're not going to be offended if you take or don't take their advice. Whereas with a friend or family member, you know, first off, they might not tell you everything that they want to say because they don't want to hurt your feelings. And if they do tell you something, they might expect you to do it. So it's, uh, yeah, they might, yeah, they're going to open the book and look for their word. Yeah, or exactly. Their, and then if they, yeah. if you don't do it, they might be like, well, then why'd you come to me and ask for help if you're not going to, so you don't have, you, you can kind of avoid all that by going to, you know, strangers and, yeah. um, you know, doing that. And, level and of professionalism, like you said, yeah, constructive criticism and, you know, say all the things you want and take it or leave it. Yeah. Those people might probably will never even read like, you know, the book, they'll never pick it up. Yeah, exactly. So, so, you, so you did all that beta reading. Did you um, hire an editor as well or did you bypass that? Um, I kind of looked at like beta reading and editing as, as kind of one and the same. Um, you know, I, I guess, you know, beta reading, they're kind of looking more for the story. And in, in my case, because I, I'd written in rhyme, they're probably, you know, analyzing the meter, um, that type of stuff. Um, whereas an editor, I think is more of just looking at like punctuation uh, you know, grammar and, and that sort of thing, um, the capitalization, all that stuff. But I think all of that came out like throughout yes. the process of the beta reading. Um, the closest thing I would say um, to uh, editing was one of the um, Fiverr gigs that I went and I actually paid a little more for is uh, I, I wanted to find somebody who was just strictly poetry. Um, so I found somebody who was the editor of a poetry magazine who all they did you know not all they did but one of their things was to uh read submissions to, to see if they were worthy of being in his in his magazine so he had a lot of experience um reading poetry and you know even though this is a children's book and, and not you know poetry per se yeah. it's written in rhyme and you know the the story i was trying to tell and the emotions i was trying to invoke it, it was reminiscent of poetry so i figured why not uh, get a poet's opinion. Um, and so, um, he, he was super helpful, um, and, and gave me a lot, but I guess over the course of all the beta reading, all the, ma uh, manuscript swapping, I kind of had, you know, any, any little bit of grammar or yeah. punctuation was pointed out multiple well, times. Gotcha. So. so you mentioned that you learned to welcome constructive criticism along yep. the way. Is there anything else? Uh, was there anything really eye-opening else that you learned through this process? Um, I mean, I guess just learning about the um, children's, uh, you know, the, the world of, of children's literature, you know, I, I wouldn't have known that there was, um, you know, how publishing works and all that stuff. Gr you know, granted, I didn't go with a traditional publisher. I read enough about it to kind of infer how publishing works and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, it's just it, it, a lot goes into a lot goes into this a lot more than I, I would have uh, realized otherwise. Um, I mean, I, I've my my oldest, you know, Andrew's five and a half now. My daughter's two and a half. I read to them every night. I've probably read hundreds of books. Um, 
who knew that, you know, so much effort went into every single one of these things that can be read in a matter of, you know, sometimes three minutes. So, yes. Do you see any more books on your horizon? Well, I, I do have two kids and uh, <laughs> as anyone with more than one kid probably can attest, whatever you do for one, <laughs> right, they have to do for the other. So, um, so, so at, at the very least, I'll, I'll probably do that. I have some some uh, ideas, a, a really good one that came from my uh, mother-in-law. So oh, okay. um, I'll, I'll wait until it's ready before I divulge what that is. But yeah. uh, certainly Maggie will be the, the main star of that one. So. Oh, cool. Good. That's very smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have one for each. Yep. Um, what advice would you give to anybody watching or listening that hasn't published yet, maybe has an idea or a you know, family situation that's motivating them to you know, put a resource out into the world? Yeah, I guess just, you know, be as resourceful as you can. The internet has a ton of information. Um, it has uh, a ton of people willing to help uh, draw from what you know you're good at. Um, so, you know, I'd never written before uh, or written something like this before. I've, I've written emails at work and stuff like that, but I've never mm -hmm. written something to be sold and consumed um, this way. Uh, but you know, I do have a lot of experience um, leading software projects. And so uh, software projects are highly iterative and feedback driven. So um, I said, how can I apply that same methodology to my writing and hence seek out the help yeah. of beta readers. Uh, and also, you know, in, in software, sometimes you put out uh, versions of software, um, which are referred to as MVP versions, minimally viable. Uh, right. Knowing that they're just, they meet the minimum specs, but they're not the perfect end result because you don't want to overinvest in the wrong section of the software. Similarly, you don't want to overinvest in a verse of your, of your, uh, of your book that's ultimately going to be thrown away. So, you know, be, be okay putting, you know, something out there that's not your best work and letting the feedback kind of drive, um, what, sh what, you know, drive what shape it takes and drive the direction um, that, that it goes. Um, so yeah, I guess drawing on what you, you know, what you do, uh, what you're good at, and just letting others help you. Um, and, and also similar to software development, you know, uh, there's a large community of people willing to help. Uh, you know, when I first started in development, I was amazed by how if I had a question on code, I could just put it out there on the internet and somebody would just answer it. Like, uh, you know, how cool is that? And, and well, it's the same way. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The same way. Uh, people are willing to help. Um, you know, our Facebook group is, is, you know, a perfect example of that. Yes. So, um, you know, look for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help and just kind of be resourceful, figure it out, be willing to learn, do all those things. And you'll, you'll probably be surprised at what you can accomplish. Yes. I love that. And I agree with you a hundred percent. Right. Yep. Um, so how are your sales going? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, as good as I could expect um, at, at this moment in time, I mean, it's only released a month now. Um, I think when I emailed you uh, a couple days ago, I was at like 55 Amazon sales. Now I'm at about 60. And, and that's about where I want to be, I think, at least right now, if I'm getting one or two sales a day, 
uh, because I'm, I'm certainly past that point now where I can attribute a lot of the sales to, you know, friends and family who bought the book. Right. Um, <laughs> now I know for sure that the people who are buying them are actually finding them on Amazon or clicking the sponsored Amazon ads. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, if, if that's a trend that can continue and potentially even, even grow, the more that I, you know, uh, put the book out there. I mean, I'm reaching out to diabetes blogs, um, uh, websites, uh, you know, and, and they're actually uh, giving me the opportunity to, to put my, uh, to link my book out there. So um, hopefully, you know, by word of mouth, you know, people will say, hey, uh, uh, you know, if you're, your, your uh, friend recently diagnosed, I know a good book, you know, hopefully um, it, it only, you know, hopefully it only, it only grows from here. And that's, oh, yeah. My my main goal is to to reach as many you know families um, that could potentially benefit from this book as possible. So, mm-hmm. well, I love that. I'm super happy with this project and okay. proud of you. Even though we just met, I, <laughs> I love it when people do something like this. You know, um, from the heart, really to to help because yep. you saw the need, you've been through it, and you're putting it out there, and so many other families will find it helpful. And yeah, that's what I hope. So, and then you know, if it takes off and makes you a little side income at the same time. That's pretty nice. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, we've all got bills to pay. So if, uh, yeah. you know, if I can make a little side money to tuck away for Andrew's college and his medical bills and uh, all that stuff, then, then even better. Uh, maybe a few extra bucks to, to donate back to the community, uh, to, yeah. to, you know, either, whether it be JDRF or, or otherwise, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that would be great too. So. That would be awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mike. It's been really nice to talk to you. Yeah, well, it's, it's been a real pleasure and, uh, you know, really psyched to be on, on uh, your show and have uh, be able to speak to your audience. So thank you so much for, for letting me on. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Writer's Way podcast. For show notes, links to guests' information, and to learn more about the Writer's Way, check out loririder.com. Until next week, enjoy this chapter of your life.